Are you an EMDR therapist and parent who wants to make more money, have more time with your family, and get better results with your clients? Welcome to the Future Template Parent Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW, EMDR consultant, business coach, and mom of three kids under seven. Over the past couple of years, I realized that the grind of weekly sessions was taking a massive toll on my ability to be the kind of parent and therapist I wanted to be. So I dove headfirst into learning about intensives. I read all the books and articles and did all the trainings. Now I've transformed my schedule, my income, and my clinical outcomes by offering intensive EMDR in my practice. I want to teach you how to do this too, so you can build a practice you love and spend more quality time with your family. Tune in each week to learn how to manage what comes up for you when you're a parent who also does EMDR, how you can maximize your energy and reduce your overwhelm by offering EMDR intensives, and practical tools that will improve your clinical practice. Let's create the future template for your life as a parent and as a therapist. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Future Template Parent Podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Solo, LCSW, EMDR therapist, and mom of three daughters. Welcome to episode 30. Like I said, that's so exciting. Um, a very wise person, Rosemary Callender, who uh, you can check her out at Too Busy to Podcast. She helped me launch my podcast. She's amazing. She said once, not too long ago, that the first 20 to 30 episodes of a podcast usually are terrible. I believe she used a different word. (laughs) So I'm excited to be out of that stage. Or maybe next episode I'll be out of that stage. Um, I also want to thank you all for all of your sweet and supportive messages about my episode last week. Um, I had a bit of a vulnerability hangover after it and was sort of feeling nervous about it being out in the world. But Apparently, messiness and vulnerability is where it's at because a lot of people told me how much it meant to them. So um, thank you for saying that. And I'm going to try to be a little messier, I guess, which is great for me. (laughs) Um, So let's see. Sorry, here's me being messy. I'm I'm trying again this episode not to write as many notes, so I got to look back and forth a little. Um, But yes, today I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome. Um, and how it can show up when we offer EMDR intensives, and why EMDR intensives can actually help you challenge that. And this is my final episode for 2023. I'm about to head into 10 days off, which is so exciting. Again, thank you intensives for making that possible. So this is going to be kind of short and sweet because I am ready for vacation. So what even is imposter syndrome? Well, I know I don't have to define it to you, For your therapist, I'm willing to bet you know. (laughs) Probably the first time you had it when you thought, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Who's, who's, you know, who believes that I could do this? Was that your first internship? Um, And then your first agency job. And then maybe when you started a private practice, who am I to be doing this? And then once you got trained in EMDR, right? It just never ends, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately, um, I think it helps me stay sort of honest, I guess, and helps me continue to try to be better. But it can be debilitating at times, and it can keep us from trying new things, from furthering ourselves, from bettering ourselves. Um, So we need to check in with ourselves about, is this functional? Is this helpful? And give ourselves a lot of self-compassion. So I'm going to give you a quick example from my work 
a recent experience I had where I was experiencing imposter syndrome, where I was doing an intensive with someone and it just wasn't working. This person was really struggling to connect with emotion, with body sensation, with affect. I tried every trick I knew. And finally I said, you know, I'm not sure if this is the right time for you. And it felt bad, but they agreed and we just stopped there. And, um, you know, as I was driving home, I was kind of berating myself, but, you know, I also know that sometimes things that we work on with clients might not feel helpful to them in that moment, but in the future, there's sort of a aha moment. I also realized myself as I was working with this client that there was really an issue that I kind of saw as the primary one and they were not willing to look at it that way. And um, I gently pointed that out. They did not want to, and I had to let it go at that. Um, And so I tried to show myself some compassion and say, this doesn't negate all of the good work I've ever done. Right. Um, And we can do that. We have that negativity bias, right. Where we just look at that one time that we screwed up and don't think about all the times that we did well. So just sharing that that happened to me not that long ago. Um, And when we start to offer intensives, I think the imposter syndrome shows up again, right? (laughs) About a lot of things like the price, right? How dare we charge this? Who do we think we are? Um, The promises like, oh, you're going to get through a lot of stuff in a short time. You know, what if we don't, right? The fears that we're not experienced enough. They don't, you know, I don't know enough about EMDR to do this. Like, what am I doing for all that time, all those hours and hours? What if we get stuck? What if I get overwhelmed? What if they get bored? I think I've talked about that in a previous episode um, about worrying that clients would get bored. And it's not something that happens (laughs) in my experience, Um, even though sometimes I worry about it. I think what's actually happening is I feel a little bit bored. And that's sort of a defense for me instead of sort of being like, what's actually happening here? Why am I experiencing that? Right. But so anyway, all those things that could pop up. Um, But you know what, for all those, what ifs I say, what if, what if they're true? And then what if the opposite is true? Right. What if, Um, and what, or what if it's just something different, not necessarily the opposite. What if you could think about giving an intensive to a client is kind of an intensive training for you too. You're learning how to do an intensive. How else are you going to learn how to do it? Um, What if an intensive allows you to be creative in ways you didn't anticipate, right? What if the spaciousness that the extended time allows really feels good to you and you never knew that it would? And you can play with the amount of time you want an intensive to be for whatever works for you and the client. Like sometimes... I normally do like a four hour day, but if I can just tell that they're really taxed after two, that's okay. We can call it there and we can decide what to do. Nothing is fixed. There's no formula for this. Um, and what if some of your fears do come true, right? I Like what if you do get stuck? What if you don't know what to do next, right? Well, with an intensive, you have a lot of time to adapt and change and shift. Um, I also often like to remind myself that the client doesn't have any expectations. Like it's my expectations that are often getting in the way. Right. And I also think it's really important to be very clear about what we can and cannot reasonably accomplish in an attention, an intensive and don't ever just promise anything, which I know you wouldn't, but take that pressure off yourself. Okay. 
something good is going to happen. Even with this person I was just talking about, I'm convinced, one, that they weren't really ready to see what I saw as the primary issue. And two, maybe that will resonate with them down the road. This is a pretty young person, actually. So, you know, not going to go too deeply into it, but I don't think that nothing happened. I don't think that we did nothing. Um, Maybe they feel that way, but I don't think that's true. Um, and, And that's important for me to hold that like, you know, my experience of it matters too. And it, you know, a client's perception may not always be accurate, maybe different than mine, and that's okay. But, you know, I tried hard. I worked hard. I brought out the things that I know how to do, and it still didn't hit for this person the way they thought it would, and that's okay. Um, and I do think there was a part of them that wasn't ready or willing to look at some stuff, and that was, that's, I can't change that. I can't fix that, right? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, a story about how imposter syndrome was rearing its ugly head for me recently. Um, how do intensives offer, sorry, allow us to face this imposter syndrome? Well, it's kind of what I was just saying. We have so much time to sit with ourselves um, and so much time to sit with how we engage in the process. And we also can learn so much, right? We are processing, processing, processing for several hours at a time naturally, we are going to get better doing that, right? And we're going to get better at the experience of processing for a long time and seeing what can happen as opposed to, you know, 20 minutes max in a 50 minute session. Um, We're going to have to be more resourceful and creative. We're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to improve our skills. It will just happen. Um, We have to face and manage the parts of ourselves that perhaps are being triggered by this new approach um, and soothe these parts because they're not going to go away right? We just have to acknowledge their needs and make them feel seen. So something I say when my imposter part gets activated, because remember, our imposter parts are trying to protect us, right? They think they're trying to protect us from feeling humiliated, from screwing up. Um, But at a certain point, you know, we kind of age out of that being useful, if it ever was useful. And as adults, we have so much more knowledge and experience to know we can handle hard things but that part of us does get triggered when um, we try something new. So, you know, some of the things I say to myself when that part of me gets activated is you can learn new things. You have learned new things many, many times. You have felt this way before and made it through. You are experienced. I remind myself of times that have gone really well in my clinical work. Um, I tell myself, you can get support. You're not alone. All those kinds of things really, really soothe my imposter part and allow me to show up more fully, you know, from a place of like using self-energy in the IFS uh, language as opposed to a protector or manager coming out. I guess that would be a manager part, the um, imposter, perfectionist, whatever. Um, I also tell myself, what's the worst that could happen, right? Good old CBT, but hey, it can be helpful at time, right? Um a client dissociates. Well, I have tools for that. I have dealt with that many times. A client isn't satisfied with the outcome. Well, I've survived that before. And I think a lot of us are like, oh no, if I don't give them them an outcome, you know, I don't know if a lot of us think this, but I certainly have thought this at times, then how dare I charge them all this money, right? Well, just from a legal perspective, you know, I have that all covered in my policies and procedures so that like, that money is going to get paid to me. 
I will say that I do personally, like if, if someone said the person I was saying stayed for two hours instead of four, I'm not going to charge them for four hours. I just charge them for a half day. But again, that's every, you know, to each your own, do what feels good to you. <laughs> but, um, cause absolutely. If you want to charge for the whole day, you have every right. You've set aside all that time. It's fine. Um, and you know, I won't say that I always do one or the other. It's a case by case thing, but just, you know, know that your policies and procedures protect you and they protect the client. So it's important to fall back on them. If you're feeling that sense of like, Oh no, are they going to ask for their money back? Well, they can't. <laughs> I have, um, one of the things I have in my, um, Google drive of documents that you would get if you work with me, um, in one of my VIP days is my agreement to engage in an intensive, which goes in, is in my paperwork packet and I send to anyone doing an intensive. And it says all these things that I'm talking about, about, you know, any risks, the kind of way that the money works, you know, you can't get your money back. I'm not promising outcomes. All that stuff is in there. And I do reiterate it to the client so that, cause you know, people sign things, but don't really read it, which of course is their responsibility, but it makes me feel better to know that I've highlighted it in conversation. Um, <clears throat> and something that I always do when I'm experiencing that imposter syndrome is I look for consultation. Okay. I consult with my own EMDR consultant. I personally really like being in consultation. So I have someone that I meet with monthly. Um, I consult with EMDR colleagues, other therapists I know. I consult with my own therapist who also happens to be an EMDR therapist. Um, I read stuff. I post to the EMDR listserv. You know, all of us know that this field can feel very lonely and we have to work hard to make it less lonely. So just so you know, I can be a resource to you. Um, I do offer consultation. And in early 2024, I'm going to have a really exciting resource to share that's really going to feed this need for support, connection, and consultation particularly regarding intensives. More on that in a few weeks once I've fleshed it out a little bit more. But I guess all I really want to say is you got that imposter voice in you. Try it anyway. All you have to lose is some of your time, I guess. And I can almost guarantee you, of course, no guarantees, like I said, but you're going to gain a lot and your clients are going to gain a lot. So I just really encourage you find some way to try this and reach out for support if you need it with, with trying it. Um, so yeah, I hope some of this felt encouraging and supportive. Like I said, kind of a short and sweet episode. I think you can do this. Make 2024 the year that you really branch out into intensives. Intensives are hot now, people. Everybody is talking about them, like everybody. So jump on that bandwagon already. <laughs> um, and it's an exciting and rewarding journey. I think it's kind of the therapy model of the future. Um, and don't miss out on it. Um, it's incredibly rewarding clinically and it's supportive of your life and how you want to live your life. And it's financially, you know, lucrative. So why not? Um, and just thank you to all of you who have listened to the podcast this year, who have commented on it, who have shared it, who have rated it. Um, talk about imposter syndrome. I really did not believe that I quote deserved this platform. Um, but, you know, I kept thinking about wanting to do this. And I said, you know, there's no law saying I can't, right? In the words of Mindy Kaling, why the hell not me, right? And it has been a really wonderful journey. And it's been very rewarding for me. And I've learned a lot. And I'm continuing to grow. And I'm conti continuing to podcast in 2024. 
Um, next week, uh, you know, everyone has their sort of New Year's episode. I am no different. I'm going to talk about 2024 and some plans I have for my business, for my clinical work, for my life. Um, and yeah, that will be fun to share with you. So I wish you all happy holidays and a happy new year. And I will talk to you in 2024. And you know how to reach me, www.futuretemplateparent.com. And please follow me on Instagram at Future Template Parent. Take good care, guys, and see you in 2024. Thank you for listening to the Future Template Parent podcast. I hope you've learned something that can help you move from feeling overwhelmed to energized about your practice and your personal life. You don't have to choose one over the other. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and please share it with another EMDR therapist who would benefit from hearing this episode. Each review helps us get the message out about how offering EMDR intensives can liberate your practice. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss a single episode. See you next week.